Welcome, everybody. I'm Kristen. And I'm Serena. And this is Oi with the Coffee Already. Hello, everybody. Today on Oi with the Coffee Already, we are talking about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yay. I love this I movie. know. It's so entertaining. It's it's very entertaining. It is very. And I love it. I, I It had been a little while. I will admit it had been a little while since I've seen this one. And I forget how, how funny it is. <laughs> it is. You know what it is now as you're older? you kind of view it more as an adult and you're trying to like create that Christmas thing with everything else in life. And like life just keeps beating you down. And that's very true. I feel like it's very much of an appropriate Christmas movie to watch this year, because I feel like everybody can kind of kind of understand where Clark Griswold is kind of coming from where it's like, you keep pushing through and, and, Shit just keeps happening. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I guess real quick run, not run down the movie, but the the quick uh, bullet points. So this movie was released in 1989, directed by Jeremiah S. Chechik. Uh, Chek- I think that's how you say it. Um, Chechik. I think it's Chechik. Mm-hmm. And this movie was his directorial debut. And it was written by John Hughes, who passed away in 2009 at the age of 59 of a heart attack randomly. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, so some of John Hughes' notable credits include Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Mm -hmm. The Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Home Alone 1 through 3, and All of the Beethovens, and Uncle Buck. So, oh my gosh, the Beethovens. I kind of forgot about those. Yes. Like yeah. I was scrolling through and it was like one, two, three. I don't even know how many there are. And so he was right. part of all of them. Um, so I didn't realize he had also done like Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, anyways, and Uncle Buck. I love Uncle Buck. We'll do that sometime too. Yes. Uh, but he is a Chicago native. So if you kind of pay attention, all of those are pretty much Chicago oriented films. Right, right. Yeah. So this movie, I have quite the cast list on this. And there's a reason why I put down pretty much everybody. It's mm-hmm. because some of the people who played the older uh, family members mm-hmm. are kind of like old school Hollywood. And right. so I was like, this is pretty cool. So starting from the top, we got Chevy Chase as Clark Griswold, which mm-hmm. most people know him from Caddyshack Community and Three Amigos. Yes. Uh, Beverly De- D'Angelo played Ellen Griswold, his wife, and she was also in American History X, as well as the other National Lampoon's movies, Vacation mm-hmm. and Vegas Vacation. She also did an episode of Family Guy in season six, episode one, where she did the voice hmm. of Ellen Griswold. <laughs> I thought that That's was kind really of funny. funny. <laughs> um, Juliette Lewis played Audrey Griswold, their daughter. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of looked through. She had a lot of second billing and small parts on TV shows and movies, so nothing yeah. like super that jumped out. Um, Johnny Galacki played Rusty Griswold, and most people know him now from Big Bang Theory. Yes. Uh, he also, yeah, so he also did an episode of Family Guy in season eight, episode nine, where he did the voice of Leonard Hofstetter, his character from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I um, <laughs> completely forgot that that's who he was. Until it's I so weird like you look at him now as an adult and you're like <laughs> oh my gosh I know who that is <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, John Randolph played Clark Sr. he passed mm-hmm. away in 2004 at the age of 88 um, he, the only thing that I recognized was he was in You've Got Mail where he played um, Tom Hanks' dad so he played like, oh, okay. yeah um, Diane Ladd played Nora which is Clark's mom and she had a part in Chinatown Mm-hmm. Uh, E.G. Marshall played Art, which is Ellen's dad. He passed away in 1998 at the age of 84, and he was in 12 Angry Men, Men and he played one of the jurors. Oh, wow. Which I was okay. like, that's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Doris Roberts played Frances, which is Ellen's mom. She passed away in 2016 at the age of 90, and most people know her from the mom in Everybody Loves Raymond. And then she yes. also did a few bit things in The Middle, which I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen that show, but it's great. You've got to watch that one. Um, yeah. Randy Quaid played Ed- Cousin Eddie, which we all know him <laughs> as the hero of Independence Day. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. 
This man is the hero. He saved the world. (laughs) (laughs) The unlikely hero. Um, He, of course, also played Cousin Eddie in uh, Vegas uh, Vegas Vacation. And then he's Mm -hmm. also, which I found kind of interesting, he's done a total of 18 episodes of SNL. So all he did all of season 11. So he was a regular one on that which was aired in 1985 and an episode wow. in season 16, which, uh, which I'm assuming he hosted, which was in 1991. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then Marion Flynn cous- played cousin Catherine and she was the original, mm-hmm. she was the original voice of Tasmanian devil's mom in the cartoon. And so when you see oh, Clark weird. at work, he's got a Tasmanian devil. Yes. Mom yeah, so she had mentioned that in the commentary. She goes, oh, fun fact. And, like, I always thought that was kind of cool. How fun. Yeah, she's also done a ton of other voice work. Most of her stuff is voice work. Um, mm-hmm. William Hickey played Uncle Lewis, the older, their really old ancient uncle. Um, right. He passed away in 1997 at the age of 69. So, wait, he... fun fact about that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, go ahead. Travis was actually looking up like the cast for the movie and he was it was really funny because okay so in the movie like he's supposed to be like really really old right right well during the actual movie like what his age would have been he would have been like maybe or I think he said like in his 50s or around in his 50s and I was like wow he looks like he is ancient in this role. <laughs> well, he often did the voice of the evil scientist in a nightmare before christmas yes and i yeah that's I, that's where yeah. i remember because i kept looking at travis and i was like his voice sounds so familiar and i've seen that movie like <laughs> a million times so there it is yeah. um, um and then may questel i liked her she's she played aunt bethany she passed away mm-hmm. in 1998 at the age of 89 she was the original voice for Betty Boop and Olive Oil. <gasps> wow. She also has a ton of other voice credits to her name as well. So she's done a lot of voice acting. She um, has a very interesting voice and a very unique does. voice. So it is. that's really cool. <laughs> All right. And then we've got, I'm almost done, I promise. <laughs> no, you're <laughs> fine. Nicholas Guest as Todd, the uh, their neighbor Todd. And he's mm-hmm. also done a lot of voice work for movies, TV shows, and video games. Mm-hmm. Julie, Julia Louis-Dreyfus played Margot, and she, of course, we know her from Seinfeld, Veep, and then she was the mom in Onward. She did the voice oh, for the mom. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I love that movie, by the way. Really and good. I do, too. I cried so hard at that movie. Yep, same. Um, then the last one I put in was uh, Clark's boss, Brian Doyle Murray, uh, mm-hmm. he pl- who played Frank Shirley. And of course, we most of us know him from Wayne's World and Caddyshack. <laughs> yes. So anyways, that's the giant rundown. I didn't do Cousin Eddie's kids or anything like that. because it's it was just, Yeah, I figured people. That's be okay a lot. It is a lot. And like, it was one of those, I saw the list as I was going down. I was like, oh my, this is more than I planned, but that's all right. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I kind of love about like 80s movies is a lot of the actors probably during that time were obviously not super huge at that moment. Um, But to see what they've done after is really um, interesting. And it's really cool to see like how now most of them have become like staple names, you know, in households and all that stuff. So Right. Well, especially Johnny Galacki, like, you right. know, you see him as a kid and you're, you don't really put two and two together until you look him up. And you're like, oh, right. Well, it's just like, um, it's just like the kid from the Goonies, um, Sean Astin, you know, yes. he is in, you know, Samwise from the Lord of the Rings. And right. It's like, my gosh yeah that's right you know so yeah really cool really cool to see um a lot of them grow as actors and things like for that. sure so <laughs> i watched this movie twice back to back um because the first time i watched it i watched it with the commentary and so mm-hmm. in the commentary it's a big old group of people the director jeremiah uh beverly d'angelo who played ellen marion flynn who played cousin Catherine, johnny galecki who played rusty R- randy quaid who played cousin eddie and maddie simmons who was the producer so it was all of them together which mm-hmm. is a lot um and so because the way they set it up i could not hear the film almost at all like because right. the whole film was on mute <laughs> so i was like i gotta watch it one more time through um but yeah so i i got quite a bit of information from that um so we can go through it as we continue on but it was kind of interesting because this was definitely recorded like the the commentary was recorded many years later 
because Johnny yeah, Gillespie I was, was an ask adult. You about that. Yeah, he was an adult, but they don't tell you when it was recorded. Right. But I he never mentioned Big Bang Theory, but he was definitely an adult. So right. I don't know how many years. I mean, I can maybe maybe guess, maybe twenty or something. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, yeah, yeah, at least. And uh, but, anyways, it was really kind of funny listening to them talk because a lot of them remember it and uh, yeah. everything. And anyways, they kind of pointed out a few things too that I kind of I was like, oh, I never even paid attention to that. It was like with cousin Eddie and cousin Catherine when they're together. She just thinks he is the best thing on the that's ever happened to her oh, in her yes. life like everything yeah. he says is pure gold to her right right <laughs> yeah. their life is a mess they live out of a out of a camper <laughs> and, she, yeah, and she just adores this man and it's so cute yes. it's really funny and anyways i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> so but yeah and you watched it plenty of times yes. in this one Yes, I have. It's been a little while. Um, but yeah, because we do one of our last road trips that we went on as a family, I'd actually bought like the Vegas vacation one, um, like all of the like national lampoons, like all together. Oh. And the one that was missing, though, was the Christmas one. So um, I had watched all of the other ones. And I kind of forgot that this was like, in that whole realm of movies. Right. <laughs> um, so I actually ended up, I actually did not have this um, like on hand, like I do the other one. So this one I actually had to um, buy off of Amazon, which was totally fine because we love this movie. But right. um, yeah, so it had been a couple years since I had seen it. And like I had you know said earlier, I forgot how funny this movie is. And, you know, this guy is just trying to, you know, have some freaking you know Christmas spirit and <laughs> everything is just you know even you know he's fine with like like his wife you know is is kind of stressing with the in-laws coming and how you know the moms you know don't really get along with one another right. and, and he's like dad's it's family going, it's family you bring them in right and he's like it's fine it'll be fine you know and I feel like in real life like that's not that I I've never had a problem with my in-laws and I, I thank God because my in-laws have been amazing but I do right but I do get the stress of having everybody in one household I mean even if they all get along it's still pretty freaking stressful when you have you know I literally walk around the house and I'm pretty sure my mother is currently judging all of me right now (laughs) right but maybe she's not she probably isn't but like there's a part of me that's like she's judging how I run this house right now and she's oh yeah because you know you know it's not the way that she raised you (laughs) mom i'm just barely hanging on here (laughs) right but so i see a lot of vacuum in this corner i know i didn't vacuum in this corner i didn't vacuum in that corner over there either you want to talk about that (laughs) right um but yeah so i see her like stress and it's funny because i'm i'm very much like that and then you know travis is pretty much kind of like a clark griswold in that sense of like it'll be okay it'll be fine it's the christmas season like it's it's you know this is how it's supposed to be we're supposed to have family here and it's supposed to be a little chaotic and it'll be fine you know and so yeah so it's just really relatable in that sense especially now that I am an adult with my own family and we have our own you know get-togethers and things like that so I I have a completely different like uh point of view from the Mm -hmm. movie now I I get it's comedic sense still obviously because it's just freaking hilarious but (laughs) yeah I definitely feel the more adult side of it for sure all I'm saying is I want to know how many trips Clark had to make to the hardware store to keep buying staples for a staple gun to hang all those lights. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> he staples them to the side of the house. Like, who does that? <laughs> oh my gosh. And then on top of his roof and everything oh else. Oh Insane. Oh, and then, but... um, I don't know about you. I'm sure your husband, because he's the electrician. When you see all those <laughs> plugs... Is there like, oh my, like oh my God, that's how fire starts. <laughs> Literally. And my husband who is, yeah, he is an electrician. He's looking at that. And I was like, does that, how, how badly does that bother you? <laughs> <laughs> and 
you could just see him and I'm like, do you, are you stressing out? Cause you need a drink. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. He's like, yeah, that's, that's not good. Don't ever do that. It's like, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I can look at that and see that it's wrong. <laughs> right. Like, that's probably not, not what you should do. <laughs> no. And it's funny because these lights, you know, this, it's become a thing now, like where you see a house that's full of lights you're like oh my gosh was this Griswolds and uh um, exactly I had worked at Lowe's during uh for about a year once and during that time a holiday had kind of come through and mm-hmm. they sell these stakes that are um power strips for outside and so on these stakes there's like eight different places you can plug something in and it's just like a power uh-huh. strip it's just like you can stab it into your yard and then hook everything to it and I had a lady come in and we had different ones we had ones at like eight outlets in it and ones at like three you know just depending on what you needed right and so um this lady came in asking for something like that I said oh yeah we have these and I pull out the giant one she goes oh no I don't need that I'm not a Griswold (laughs) 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 awesome amazing right great reference (laughs) If I could give you a discount, um, I would. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, okay. Question. Okay. What's um, your question? Are you guys a... Okay. First of all, have you ever cut down your own Christmas tree? So we did it... So growing up, I did it a lot more. Um, we did it mm-hmm. a bunch growing up. And then I moved out here to Illinois uh-huh. And I start, and it was, I'd been here for over a year before I had met my husband and Christmas was coming around. And I said, I want to go cut a tree down. Like it was just a thing. I want to go cut this tree down. He goes, well, there's only really one place to do it. So we head over to that right. place. And the farm was not anything like what, like, I know you're probably thinking like <laughs> near where you're at Holloway's, which is like this, right. like picturesque like ridiculous over the top yeah (laughs) this one we're tramping through weeds knee high and like it's cold and it's like he's just along for the ride because he's dating this girl who's clearly nuts and so like (laughs) who is not from there (laughs) no and then we cut down this tree hands down it's probably the worst tree i've ever had in my life this tree the needles were so painful like they were like like spiky they'd stop like every time we go reach in the tree it's both ow 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 ow. oh my god it's terrible never bought one again from there from then on out i've been doing like either just the pre-cut ones at the hardware store and then the last couple years we've been doing the fake ones because life Mm -hmm. um so that's my cutting cutting tree down story <laughs> I don't think we have ever cut down our own tree um because where where we're from here in California there is a, a local spot where you can you know go and either you can go cut it down or you can just like point and be like I want that one um and then they'll do it for you um <laughs> so you know I, I mean right and I mean in all honesty at times I even during our Christmas time sometimes it's been like 75 degrees 80 degrees here right. so no, it's we don't get quite that like Christmas feel. So I don't feel like it's something where we're like, yeah, we're gonna go like tromping through the snow and right. you know, have our like little saw with us and you know, go get our own tree. I guess if we live somewhere where we actually had like a winter season, I think we would we might do it a little more often. You do just it once, intense. so you realize you're all like Audrey, and then you're like, "This is stupid." What is terrible? <laughs> By um, the way, the tree that Clark picked out is ugly. Like that is it really the worst is. tree. That tree is terrible. Like, is it just me, or do you look at it and you're like, "That is not a great tree." Like, it's not even cute. No, it's not. <laughs> But, and I just, I think it's hilarious when they're out there in the snow and his poor daughter is like freezing Frozen. up and then eventually like his words start to slur because yeah. he can't feel his tongue anymore because <laughs> it's so cold. Oh my gosh. But anyways, but no, yeah, I have actually never cut um, down our own tree. Um, I'm like I said, I guess if we lived in, in an area, I'm pretty sure we would do it at least once and then just probably go back to either 
ones that are already cut or right. just continuing on with our our fake tree yeah, don't get me wrong there's there's a place that's near where you're at um and right. it's not Holloway's. it's a different one and i don't even know what the what it's called i could drive you there but i could not tell you what it's called and uh is it near holloway it's on I the mesa it's in it's yeah. in napomo but on the mesa oh, okay, okay like if you were going towards the middle school mm-hmm. so it, i know what you're talking about I yeah the it's name. sort of near the loofah farm which, by the way, right. people, loofahs are a grown thing. They are not a manufacturing they thing. Are. The real loofahs. They so, anyway, really we've had some great memories there. It's been hysterical. There's been times where, like, we made our little brother hold the tree. We're like, hold that tree. We might come back for it. And as we're running away, my brother, <laughs> my older brother yells back, goes, tree hugger. <laughs> so, we've had some great moments. It's a great spot. So, it's, anyways, it's it's kind of cool. But yeah I definitely. Did, as i mean i know we're talking about them getting the tree but i want to talk about before they got the tree where the whole road rage scene so yeah the first off my husband drove like that i'd punch him in the head second of all like <laughs> that stunt that they did where the car drove under the semi the stunt mm-hmm. driver actually did that there was no like safety guide wires none of that he straight wow. up drove that car under the semi and kept pace with the semi truck. Wow. I know. I was like, holy, that is it was done in 89. Yeah, it was done in 89 before. Right. Like, and, like, if they did CGI, it would be more fast and the furious. Because they have a scene in there too. They where do. He, like, I know. Under, yeah. like, it's so crazy. Wow. Yeah. So I just thought I'd put that out there that that was a legit stunt. That stunt driver because that sure. is insane. I For can't sure. even imagine being no. like, I got this. Like, no. we're good. Yeah, right. So he did that. Yeah. And then, so that whole scene where they're driving in the mountains. Uh, because I don't know how many of you know, the Midwest does not have mountains. So <laughs> maybe in Wisconsin, but not like right. that. So, uh, anyways, they did all that in Colorado. So they did film that scene, the sledding scene, as well as the Walmart scene were all done in Breckenridge, Colorado, which is known for their ski resort, year-round alpine activities, and gold rush history. Mm-hmm. The town is six 9,600 feet up. And wow. when they went to go film the sledding scene, they went to top of one of the ridges. Well, one of, or one of the peaks, one of the nearby mm-hmm. peak, cause there's a bunch of different ones. They don't specify which one they did, but one of them, which mm-hmm. is peak eight, I believe is, uh, just shy of 13,000 feet up. And so, wow. yeah, they had to drive everything to the top of the mountain, like all the <gasps> decorations, everything at the top of this mountain and they had a couple people they had to keep like oxygen in their hotel room because of the altitude was so high and like it was crazy yeah so anyways i thought that was pretty cool um but yeah so some of those scenes were filmed over in colorado and then the ones that weren't filmed in colorado Mm -hmm. were filmed on a studio lot in los angeles so the three blocks that you see of like the town and all the Mm -hmm. snow they made a lot of fake snow and covered the entire like three blocks of this studio lot with snow like fake snow and so that's why you don't see any breath like from the actors Uh time is because they're in los angeles filming in the summer (laughs) because it's not actual snow (laughs) or is it it's not even cold (laughs) right right no definitely not (laughs) that is insane i didn't even think of i didn't even think of that but Yeah, so when they kind of do that overhead shot, uh, it's real Mm -hmm. quick. And you see the overhead shot of the house lit up and like you can kind of see the neighborhood and beyond. If if you've seen enough of like LA Valley from the hilltops Mm -hmm. at night, you recognize that's the Los Angeles Valley. Like, wow. Like you can tell, like, I don't know about you, but I I was one of the, because I knew, you know, I was paying attention where they filmed, but I was like, oh, that, if you know it, you see it. And uh, right. so next time you watch it, keep that in mind, and then you'll go, "Oh, yeah, that's exactly what the Los Angeles Valley looks like." <laughs> exactly Other than that, three blocks in that neighborhood, <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, which is why they were able to film that pool scene around the oh. corner. Like that was filmed all in the same lot. They just like that's around hilarious. the corner they did the pool scene and everything. So 
That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I want to talk about, see, this is the other thing I want to talk to you about. And this is like a, mm-hmm. this is my question for you. Yes. All right. If you had a house that was, had the property for the pool and your husband <laughs> literally wrote a hot check, because that's what Clark did. He wrote a yeah. hot check for a deposit on a swimming pool that he clearly did not talk to you about. How right. happy would you be? Like, even if he's banking Probably on... not happy. Yeah, even <laughs> if he's banking on that bonus check, at the end of the day, right. he still wrote a hot check. Right. And and for a large, large amount, right. that could probably um, land him in jail or some serious trouble. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, and check is uh is 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 illegal all that <laughs> so, and then yeah not- and then you i don't know how much over but he was like yeah i didn't have all the money saved so i'm counting on the right. bonus check to cover well how much are we talking here like are you 50 dollars right. short or are you three grand short like right what's See, the dollar here- amount Right. And here's the thing. Okay. So if you want to surprise somebody with a gift that big, fine. Surprise and be like, hey, this is what I want to do. Not, oh, by the way, I already put a deposit down and I'm hoping this check, you know, clears it. Or the other thing is I have been saving money for the last three, you know, four or five years because I know (laughs) something we've talked about. I finally have all that money saved. We can go ahead right. and I've from that money saved, I we I was able to put a deposit down. And like that would be something right. like you had a conversation about it beforehand and didn't realize that they were stocking money away for it. That's different. Right. But it's right. like but he had a right summer that was too hot and was like, We need a pool. <laughs> like Yeah. <laughs> and to write a hot check that is yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would have the same reaction that she had. I mean, as she a was child, way too sure about it. Probably- she was and even after like even after she was more upset about his outburst at the family than he than she was about the hot check right oh i know (laughs) i thought that was kind of funny too because she didn't mention anything you know about like what are we gonna do now you have to cancel a check or all our bills are not going to get paid and now we're going to lose the house good job what have you done like get it it's a movie but at the same time um yeah I don't I I definitely probably would not have that same reaction no no I wouldn't either it was definitely one of those things I want to talk to you about because it was like I would not have taken that as well as her no definitely not (laughs) am I alone in this (laughs) I don't think so um but yeah I don't no, that's that's way too large of a. Yeah, um, and the thing is, is, like, he's basically just banking on this bonus check to pay for this pool, rather than take the time to like save up and shop around and. Right. You know, it was not Unreal. done well. I I Think literally have it. taken four days to find a new comforter set for our bed, and I still haven't bought it. Same. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah, it took me. I was. I had this like comforters that in aside my car on in like my target app right for about a good two weeks right before and the only reason why I ended up getting it and pulling finally pulling the trigger was because they did like a 25% off thing see and that's where I was like hey look it's on sale now (laughs) (laughs) and it's not because like I couldn't you know I couldn't afford it like at full price. It's really hard to buy things expensive sometimes, whether you can afford it it or not, it's still money gone. And then there's always the what if of like, well, what if it does go on sale? Like literally the next day. I mean, I'm sure they would do a price adjustment, but then that means I'd have to go in and I'm not really doing that right now. It becomes an event. It's a thing. (laughs) And I don't, I don't have time for that right now. So I was really glad I waited. And yeah, so I actually did finally pull the trigger. And honestly, I'm so happy that I did because it's one of the comfiest like comforter sets I have ever had in my life. So You'll have to talk to me about it later. Yes, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Um, yeah. So there is, I, I, it's weird. Our conversations just kind of can 
continue on with this, but um, when they're in bed, so now we're talking about comforter sets. Now we got, you know, when they're in bed after the tree and everything, they got the tree and they're all sticky with the sap. (laughs) The person on the front of that People magazine that Clark is reading is the director. Mm -hmm. Oh. Yeah. Apparently that was him. He was like, yeah, that's me. And then he made the joke and he goes, I look older in that photo than I do now. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, And then because so I can I just say yeah oh sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead okay so can I just say that I there's a line in there and that dang it I wrote it down but I can't remember who said it and I want to say it's him who's that it was Clark um who said it but it's kind of funny but kind of sad at the same time and I guess again it just kind of sums up 2020 where it says it's christmas and we're all in misery oh that's or maybe the, the wife and she goes yeah we're all mis- yeah she's like we're all miserable she goes you don't have to sleep with your brother well i have to sleep with your father your father was a ad-libbed line that wasn't in there <laughs> that's hilarious I kind of felt like it because I feel like that's definitely like something we're that's all just suffering. Kind of I have to sleep with your father. <laughs> Anyways, I thought that line was great. I mean, there's a lot of like great one-liners in this whole thing, and especially with his, you know, Merry Christmas um, thing while he's at work, and yeah, you know, all the babies are coming through, and yeah, he's telling him Merry Christmas, or just kiss my ass, right? <laughs> so the other and what's thing- funny. Oh, oh God. Okay, so the other thing I was going to say is about comedic timing. Now, Chevy Chase is really good at comedic timing. So what he would do um, to help uh, Johnny Galecki, because this was like one of his very first films, and he'd never done comedy mm. before, is Chevy would be off camera, and he would signal to Johnny when to deliver his lines for the correct timing. It's not that Johnny knew his lines, oh, but it was about right. timing. And so, right. and Johnny had said, he's like, it actually really helped me. He said, because I just... I didn't under I don't understand comedic timing at that age. Like I just didn't. Right. It was not. Right. I didn't know my lines. I knew my lines. It was just about when to deliver them. And right. um, the other thing he said is that Chevy used to take him to other sets. And at the time, Ghostbusters Two was getting filmed. He goes, "Yeah, he took me to that set." He goes, "It was so cool." <laughs> he goes, "I just remember That's it. It was awesome. awesome." So I thought that was pretty cool. How fun! But I think that's really cool that he helped him out as far as like del- when to deliver his lines because yeah it really is all about timing when it, it comes down to comedy of everything because you can have a really funny line but if you don't say it just right it loses that effect absolutely and for sure and a yeah, lot of times really cool. we have lines that we love because of how they're said or when they're said exactly. and not just in this movie that but in like comedy in general like there's a lot of things like mm-hmm. when it's delivered and how it's delivered make Mm -hmm. all the difference right no that's very very true so yeah and a lot of it yeah you you said it perfectly so yeah anyways (laughs) I agree I agree (laughs) (laughs) and um but yeah so I guess that's kind of where you know when he's telling everybody Merry Christmas you know and they're all shuffling in like one by one into that you know conference room and he just like randomly throws in like kiss my ass and whatever <laughs> it's kind of funny because it's like random where he's like telling you know everybody merry christmas merry christmas and kiss my ass and blah, blah, right blah. and um so and then at the end he tells him you know happy hanukkah and, <laughs> and everything <laughs> so it, it's funny where you it, yeah it's just the timing of it and i had a friend of mine actually who made that um who made that into a sign for Christmas and it is the funniest thing. And I was like, that's amazing. And I need one because I love it. (laughs) But anyways, did you ever know, did you ever notice that when Clark brings his boss a gift, it's the exact same gift that everybody else got him. It's all just wrapped differently. Yeah. What on God's green earth did everybody get their boss? I literally was sitting there trying to rack my brain to be to try to figure out what it is that they got him. Maybe like a pen and then a mug. I don't know. Like, yeah, I have no idea. Super interesting. Yeah. Such an odd shape for. Well, and it's two it's gifts. A... It's two separate right, right. gifts. It's a square one and a rectangle one. And then everyone wraps them almost the same. Like, even though there's different wrapping paper, exactly. they're all like set up the same. And I, anyways. Right. I thought yeah, that was kind very of Very interesting. 
for sure. Yes. <laughs> and then we've got to talk about um, Todd and Margot. How they're like in their own little movie. Like they're like part of yep. this, but separate. And they're the weirdest <laughs> people. They're so- <laughs> so, well, they're the couple that doesn't, you know, they don't have kids. They, right. they, they're they not, you know, like they don't celebrate Christmas the way that, you know, the their next door neighbors do. I feel like they have to so, be cool. Like they're like, because at the yes. end she's like, well, maybe we should, don't you think maybe we should have gotten a tree? Like maybe we should have like mm-hmm. done something. And um, yeah, so it's it's <laughs> like almost like they're too cool for school. You know, right. they're just like right. we're above Doing all of this. Yeah, we're, we're above this. Modern, right? <laughs> yeah, I just I gotta give it to them though because they went through a lot with that family, right. and the fact that they were they didn't lose their cool until like the very end. And Why is the I just all want- wet, Todd? <laughs> yes, oh, Margo. <laughs> That was amazing because <laughs> they're you know they see the broken window, right. but it's like how the ice what and melted. <laughs> well, and you know this is no. 1989 where CD players were really new, and I don't oh, know how yeah. new. Well, that was the thing I should have looked up, um, but they're mm-hmm. really new, and you can tell that this system probably cost a small fortune. And yes. now it's totally busted and they're just ruined. like, yeah, ruined. <laughs> oh man. And it's not just broken, but now there's water and she doesn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> oh, I thought that was hilarious. Why is the carpet wet, Todd? <laughs> I don't know, Margo. It's just, and then again, it comes down to timing and tone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Amazing. Which I think everybody did fantastic with everybody down to the kids even eddie's kids kids. oh my gosh oh god you shouldn't use those words fine shitting stones (laughs) (laughs) so good i love Um, you know i gotta talk about cousin eddie so cousin eddie i mean clearly okay clearly they're having troubles i mean he hasn't had a job for seven years and he's holding out for that management (laughs) position which okay we can we can talk for days about that but what we're i wanted to talk about was the fact that at the end of the day cousin eddie loves his family and he loves his wife he loves his kids he loves his cousin clark and like the moment clark says i know what you could do for me you can go get my boss and bring him here and you could just see cousin eddie's right holy god i can get the perfect gift for him after this man has opened his home to us and i don't have to spend the time and so and honestly if he hadn't done that they never would have talked about the christmas bonuses right for sure like no one ever would have brought it up and so no um but anyways you know and cousin eddie yeah he's rough around the edges and he's just he's he's a little slow and he is and i feel like almost everyone has a cousin eddie in their family like you walk away and you're like i don't even know what to say i don't know what to think (laughs) i don't know how to respond to that (laughs) (laughs) yes no yeah i i definitely agree with that everybody definitely has a cousin eddie within their family and you know their intentions they mean well. They well, like, really they do. do. And you see it also like at the dinner table when mm-hmm. they ask um Aunt Bethany to do the grace, the blessing, you know. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yes. By the way, I've got family like that too. Um yeah. oh yeah. So, <laughs> um but like she starts through the Pledge of Allegiance and Eddie is the first to stand up, put his hand over uh-huh. his heart, and he is in it. He's in it for this. Goes- it. Yes. Right. <laughs> feel bad. Doesn't you know? They just go with it. He and does. I love that. I I really honestly, I don't know what I was thinking or or what I was really expecting, but really watching it and really seeing like how their family like really all works together is it was kind of nice. Like it was really nice to see where. I mean, yeah, he may not be your favorite person and he may be really awkward and he may say really off the wall things, (laughs) but in the end, they all come together and they all like love one another. The only ones that I will say that really kind of bugged me were her parents towards him. Yeah. uh, Towards 
dark where I was like, you guys are just a little, a little rude. Like he <laughs> like, sees all the lights. He goes, they're not twinkling. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, was that really necessary? But then at the same time, and maybe that's just because I can't relate to that part because like right. I said, I had a in-laws and unfortunately they are no longer around. And, but my in-laws were amazing and right. they were always so and they always made us feel so welcomed. And even when our families got together, we never had any issues or problems. So maybe that's just one part that I can't relate to for sure in that regard. Same. Because I, I never had that um, moment of like, oh, well, that was a little judgy, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, but and yeah, like, so anyway, I, so I guess sorry, go that ahead. part. Yeah. I guess that part is relatable to, to other people. Um, but yeah, so I guess that part just kind of fucked me. Cause I was like, well, that was just really rude. And right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> it was, um, so when uncle, uh, um, sorry, uncle, uh, Lewis and aunt Bethany yes. showed up. So when they were filming that scene originally, an earthquake hit. Oh, yeah wow. so they had to reshoot because it was like in the middle of an earthquake and everything and wow so i looked online to see if i could find it so i did my best guess on when mm-hmm. that might have happened because it was released in 89 but of course they filmed it before and then by listening to the commentary johnny said he was 13 when he did it so i did a little math and it should have mm-hmm. happened in 1988 i couldn't mm-hmm. find any info on an earthquake in 1988 but one popped up in 87 in october and i don't know if that's the same one or not it I doubt right. it. Um, so whatever it was, it was enough to feel it, but not enough to make any kind of headlines or anything. And then, mm-hmm. um, of course, the big one, of course, what happened in the 90s was Northridge. But um, right. anyways, I thought that was really interesting because they had asked um, Johnny, like, hey, how are you feeling during this whole scene? Because, you know, it's once again, it's the chaotic coming in the house. Everyone, you know, mm-hmm. the gifts are meowing and dripping. And um, <laughs> And they said, they asked Johnny, like, how was it? You know, because he was right there. And he goes, actually, he goes, I was terrified. We just had an earthquake. And I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, that whole thing. And the whole thing, you know, how when El- uh, Ellen sticks her finger in the green and then cousin Eddie mm-hmm. leans over and flicks her finger. <laughs> that was not in the script for him to do. <laughs> he just did it and they went with it. <laughs> that's amazing (laughs) and then the whole like dinner table scene from like beginning to Mm -hmm. end took them about a week to film (gasps) wow yeah so it took them about a week to film and like they were laughing about the whole thing with the turkey and how like yeah starts crying but cousin he's like oh he's just like no you did so good what are you crying for like what's wrong and like no (laughs) and i love that i again it's just it shows that he's he is a really kind-hearted person. He is. Who He's just super supportive. His, right. And and maybe that's why she she loves him so much, you it know, is be. because he doesn't make her feel bad because, you know, mm-hmm. that poor turkey just completely deflated. <laughs> and that smoke. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And he was still like, what are you talking about? You yeah, know, like, more like he's more jello, more everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think it's so good. It it was, yeah, it was it was a really nice scene. And then I he, can't believe it took them a week. Oh, I know. And then he comes in and helps out with the cat situation. Just oh my jumps. God. So the studio had originally told the director, you gotta cut that out with the cat. And they said, you got to get really? out. And yeah, and he's director said, f- he said, I had to fight to let them keep it. And then we did it. Then we showed the movie to test audience and the test uh-huh. audience loved it. And he goes, so of course we were able oh to keep my it. God. Yeah. That's so funny. And then that was hilarious. Right. I'm and then sorry. I talk about this squirrel thing. <laughs> it is funny. And sad. <laughs> it is. So I mean, it's terrible. So yes, they had spent three months training a squirrel. Oh. <gasps> Wow. Train the squirrel for three months to run and do all this stuff. Right before they were going to shoot, the trainer comes up because I got some bad news. I go, what? Mm-hmm. The squirrel's dead. And so, <gasps> oh, my like, God. They just don't live that long, apparently. Like, squirrels have a pretty short <laughs> lifespan. And so they used an untrained squirrel and a fake squirrel for that. So it was a totally untrained squirrel that was running around like a like from the dog wow and, um 
Yeah. So, anyways. I oh my gosh, that's so sad. That poor squirrel. He just got old. <laughs> just died. In three months. <laughs> well, I mean, like it was an adult I know. In, but yeah, like, I know. It was the stress of working too much on the set. <laughs> oh my god, that's so sad. <laughs> but that's kind of funny. I mean, it kind of again. I know it's not like necessarily part of the actual like movie, like the film that you see. But that's kind of funny that it kind of goes along with the whole theme of the movie where it's like, shit is just going wrong. (laughs) But it's kind of nice. I think they, I mean, it obviously it all worked out in the end because, you know, the dog chasing that damn squirrel all over the freaking house is hilarious. Would be my dog. That would exactly how it would happen in my house. Only my dog's smaller, but it would be the same thing. And I know that. For a fact, because we had a bird in the house a couple weeks ago, and that was—I had to put her on the leash. It was—it was a thing, anyways. It's a whole thing. thing. <laughs> also, can I just say how cute it was? With I mean, okay, I know the moment leading up to it, but when his niece came in and she saw him standing at the window, you know, was asking him about Santa, and she asked yes. him if he was Santa. I think his whole thing with his niece was like the cutest thing. It was. The way that he explained Santa to her and and how he really like listened to her and really kind of put two and two together that holy shit, like they're not going to have any gifts come Christmas Day. Right. Like they're just not because they can't afford it. Right. You know, and and how he took, you know, cousin Eddie out to the store and took him shopping so that way he could get gifts for his kids. Like, yep. I mean, I yeah, cousin Eddie had a list ready, but still. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be. I mean, of you here. I got a list. <laughs> and get yourself something real nice. <laughs> but the fact that you know that he really you know wanted his nieces and or his niece and nephew to have a or not. Yeah, well, not niece and nephew, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like second cousin. I'm not sure how that all works. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. You know, and I wonder, because that list looks pretty beat up. So I'm wondering if, like, Cousin Eddie was just kind of taking notes as, like, leading up to Christmas. Like, oh, maybe I, you know, hopefully I could afford this or something and just keeps it with him. And then that way he's got this list ready you know, if he's got the opportunity and maybe that's the way to view it right. is that he's, right. he's been keeping track of he his family. Trying. Right. And I just think it's hilarious as they're walking through Walmart. Also, can I just really quick side note? Sorry. No, I didn't fine. realize that Walmart had been around as long as they have been. Um, because I was completely shocked because during the sledding scene when they when he you know goes through and and he ends up in a Walmart parking lot yeah and I my mind when Travis had pointed that out to me I was like wait what I was like yeah. I didn't realize that they had a Walmart I think Walmart's the, been the around since the seventies um actually Travis looked it up and I want to say he said it was either 56 or in the 60s oh wow you know why you and i don't think they've been around that long is because we never got one until like 2000 right yep and that was exactly what he had said he's like well they weren't really like nationwide the way that they are now yeah um where you have everyone like every town has one now just about um but anyways i as they're walking through the walmart um store there he is piling up the dog food. a large amount of dog food <laughs> and at first I was like okay you know he's getting something for the dog too and then they just kept coming and coming and I was like oh my god I like how he just picks up three bags like it's nothing yes. like those are 50 pound bags he literally just called up 150 pounds worth of dog food and plopped it on yes. his cart <laughs> like- and I just I think it's hilarious because they're both just like pushing the, or he's you know Clark's just pushing right. the cart along as, as cousin Eddie just keeps piling up this dog <laughs> got 200 oh pounds worth of dog food on that cart and Clark's just yeah. pushing it along <laughs> no, no problems nope. <laughs> anyways I thought that was hilarious because that was such a random thing for them to like pile up on. yeah it was funny because um Randy Quaid was talking to the commentary about you know how when you see him outside with the 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 famous Merry Christmas Shitter's Bowl outfit, you know? Yes. yes. And, um, 
And he said, because he was talking, they were talking about how they were filming in Los Angeles and how everyone was bundled up. And he goes, you know, for those of you that were bundled up, (laughs) (laughs) robe and bare legs. (laughs) So that was hilarious. That was such a classic, um, I don't classic look. Oh man. Well, so there's a house over nearby where I live and I drove past it about a week ago and I, I almost did a double take. I was like, what the hell was that? And they had got some mannequin dressed exactly like cousin Eddie standing at the edge of their property. And this is a house that's on like a small little, like, um, what do they call it? Like, it's not an interstate, but it's, it's like a, like a highway kind highway. of, it's a little highway. And so, I mean, I'm not going that fast cause it's still in town, but it's like a 45 mile an hour speed limit. And so you're mm-hmm. driving past at 45 miles an hour and you see this like person on the edge of the road and you're like, what the, what the fuck is that? Like, right. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And then, and then my brain caught up with what it saw. And I was like, that is amazing. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is so good. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love how creative people can get, especially when they throw in, um, you know, like characters from movies that are just so iconic or just so like everybody knows where this is going to be from yes, just about. You know? For sure. Uh, I think that is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. And yeah, but that poor cat, I think, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, to cat, but I just thought it was hilarious when, you know, um, when his son brings up the box to him and he's like, uh, dad, the box is meowing. <laughs> And then, like, as calm as day, like, his mom just goes, oh, honey, your aunt, she just gets confused and just wraps up what she finds in her house. Wait, I know. What? <laughs> like, why are you living like, alone? <laughs> he's like, she wrapped up her damn cat. <laughs> and then and kind of go like- to the kitchen to open it up. The kitchen? What are you talking about? Like, why the kitchen? But okay. Oh, that poor cat. But anyways, I just love how everybody is so like they know they know their family. They know their yeah. family is nuts. They know their family makes no sense. They know everybody has their quirks, and it is what it is. And you just you take it and you try to make the best of it. And yeah, I love like kind of like their outlook and. Um, but then when he loses it, it's just, cause you can kind of see it obviously like building up right. where it's just another thing and another thing and another thing. And so then once he gets the check, reason why Chevy was kind of in that room and then there on the outside of that room, mm-hmm. like you kind of see, you know, he's got that archway on right. the walls that Chevy could see, but you can't or cue cards oh. because of how much he had to say. So they actually had cue cards for his whole rant that were on the wall, which I was like, yeah, I mean, unless, I mean, because the thing is, is they didn't, like, they have to, you have to film it more than once, you know? Right, right. And yeah, you can sit there and memorize it, but you're also doing like the rant and everything else. And like, and if it doesn't, like, I've heard actors say this, if you're just Mm -hmm. making a list, which is kind of what he's Mm -hmm. doing, he's just kind of making a list. Right. It's really hard to memorize it. But if you're saying something, even if it's really long, but it all makes sense, it's Mm -hmm. easier for your brain to connect it all together, which makes it flow better. But because it's this crazy rant, I could totally see needing cue cards for that. For sure. Yeah. Because there was a lot in that rant. There was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but I love it. And, And honestly, it wasn't as bad as I thought I remembered it I thought there was gonna be a lot more and I was like huh I'm surprised there wasn't more I mean I get it rating was PG-13 but there was still quite a few um things in there that I was really surprised that it it was only PG-13 yeah but it also makes sense because like the whole thing with the store clerk I was like this is so uncomfortable what is is this even in this movie I was extremely uncomfortable during that who part. Who does and I was that? Like, Lifts her okay. skirt. You see, you can see how high up. Right? Who does that? What are you doing? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and then, although I will think it's kind of funny when his son comes up and he's like, you know, doesn't catch it that right. that's his son. Yeah. He's like, oh wait, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> 
But yeah, so anyways, yeah, that was super, that was very cringy. I, so I did cringy. it. But I'm glad that it was just that one scene. And then obviously there's the pool scene right. and, and all that stuff. But that, I feel like that was a little more. I feel like we could have cut that whole thing in the store and the movie would not have suffered. Like, it's just so random. And I just. Random. It's random and it's cringy. And I don't think that it It, translates well after 31 years. No, definitely not. Um, Definitely does not translate well at all. And yeah, like you said, they could have cut it and you still, the movie still would have made sense. Absolutely. It was, there was nothing in there that made it, you know necessary right but other than it being of a certain time yeah is like the only thing but anyways um but yeah so his whole rant towards the end like I said wasn't as as terrible in the sense of like what he said so I mean those were some pretty pretty um creative insults yes, <laughs> that he, for sure. you know <laughs> had, like spewed off there he's just losing but, his yeah. mind definitely which is kind of understandable because you know what he did you know like us as the audience we know that he wrote a check for a large amount that is right. not going to get covered his family um Wait, do they know by that time? Yeah, because he said oh, before he had do. opened okay. it, he said he had written it and he goes, and That's I didn't have right. enough okay. to hold, you know, cover it and everything. But That's yeah, true. I think what it is, I mean, I totally get it. It's definitely one of those moments where you've just you're done. You're at the end of yeah. your rope. Like that's it. It's just completely gone. And right. You just can't do it anymore. And I like how, you know, after the rant and everything, and then his dad talks to him and then they're like you know, and then he goes mm-hmm. to read the night before Christmas. Yeah. But, and it's just really sweet family moment. I mean, right yeah. until Cousin Eddie comes in and brings his boss with a bow on him. <laughs> <laughs> and I also <laughs> wanted to say, too, that the boss's wife, I love mm-hmm. that she basically read her husband the riot act. She's like, what were you thinking? Like, what? Yes. why would you do that? Like, you would think right. like, when you see her, you think she's just this vapid, like, money- like- grubby kind of person yeah because she's in the in the car with doing her makeup and stuff but the moment she hears what her husband did she's like well all of the low life things to do like she's like how dare you like you gotta treat people right and uh and I thought that was actually really cool I loved that and I thought that was really Mm -hmm. great that she she called him out on it too she was like if I had Mm -hmm. known I never would have agreed that you do that right right I love that. And I love that his boss was kind of like that. It didn't take like a whole lot of convincing, you know, no. that he was just like, all right. Yeah. You guys called me out on it. And that, that was pretty it, shitty. <laughs> he realized he kind of lost sight of what's yes. important. And, yeah, uh, and you know, the fact that he's, you know, you do, I mean, not to get all like, whatever but anyways so like boxy. you do have to take care right right yeah not yeah that's the word okay pull <laughs> out you your soapbox <laughs> <laughs> but you know it is important that you do take care of you know the people who are making your company successful and obviously he you know clark was one of those people because he created this thing you know for the cereal so right, the additive yeah so it wouldn't get soggy and and so he was obviously a big part in their success and you know their their new thing that they have so you do have to take care of you know the people who make you successful absolutely for sure you're just an asshole (laughs) I agree yeah no and it's it's kind of interesting because he just in the very beginning even his boss didn't even get his name right and then no <laughs> which is terrible and then of Very. course the whole thing we had to send in the info and all that you know and it kind of built right but um but i think his boss had a definite wake-up call when cousin eddie kidnapped oh, him and brought him sure. so i think i'd like to i would like to think that his boss kind of got his act together a little bit better afterward because i think for sure my guess is he probably just because it's i mean clearly clark has been working there for years so it's not mm-hmm. an awful place to work, you know? Right, right. So I have a feeling that he just got to a point where lost sight of what was important and, right. you know, things had changed and grown in the company and he just, you know, 
So. Yeah, definitely. And then I think, you know, obviously having his wife kind of, you know, holding him. I know she did. It's like, uh, yeah, you, you definitely know you done messed up. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. Yeah. So I think I like pretty that. much talked about everything. Unless there's something else you wanted to mention. Um, actually, so one of my absolute favorite lines um, from the movie is when he you know, says they're the jolliest bunch of yes. assholes on this side of the nut house. Yes. It just it's one sums of my it favorites. up. It sums up their family so perfectly. Yes. <laughs> like, because that's all you see. He is just full of Christmas spirit and right. he wants to make sure everybody has a good time and that everybody is, you know, like feeling good and, and happy and, and everything and and jolly, you know, yep. and so yeah, I just think that I love that line. Maybe I gotta and... make like, like a little chalkboard sign I could put out in my front door that says "For the jolliest bunch of assholes." I love it. <laughs> it's, it's a so great cool. line. <laughs> it is. It really is, and it's just the perfect ending for, or like not the ending because it's not at the end. It's close, but, but yeah, it's close to the end, but it's just a perfect summary of who they are. Absolutely. <laughs> for sure. But yeah. So yeah, I really kind of forgot how great this movie is and I, I love it. I think it's a, I, one of the, a really great movie to yeah. watch during this time. So if you guys haven't watched it and you are looking for a classic uh, Christmas movie, I definitely recommend uh, giving this one another watch. And I don't know, most of, you know, most things tend to take on a different kind of perspective as you get older. So Absolutely. I know this one definitely had a different kind of perspective versus, you know, as a teen or, you know, even yeah. mid twenties watching this, you know, for so. sure. Yeah. And, uh, anyway. um, I everyone, if you can, if you want, you can always find us on our website, which is the caffeinated besties.com. Um, yes. on there, you'll find both of our Instagram feeds. And then of course we have an Instagram feed for this podcast, which is oi with the coffee already. Mm-hmm. And when you recently have a Facebook page, Yes. Yeah. Facebook page. Uh, same name as our podcast. So it's Oi with a Coffee Already. Yep. Um, you can find us on there. And uh, also, you will also now to be able to find us and to help support us, um, give throw some support our way on Patreon. So we are yes. going to have a Patreon um, set up and that should be uh, available soon. And we will make a whole like post and everything about it and we'll have a couple different tiers as far as memberships we're super super excited about this patreon page um we're gonna throw some extra content your way um whether if it's kristen giving facts or you know some behind uh the scenes things a little bit more because there's definitely some movies and shows that i'm sure she could do a whole episode on just facts yes. and commentary alone <laughs> i know a lot um, of useless information guys so. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also really interesting information <laughs> it kind of is but yeah and and um but yeah so we'll have some extra episodes things like that um so definitely once you see our post up definitely check it out and just kind of help support us in that way so we can continue to grow because we're we're really enjoying this and we hope you all are enjoying this yeah we want to keep doing this we have a whole year planned out and we want to keep doing it beyond that year and um we take the time out of our days to do this we gotta schedule not only between people who have two very different lives but people who live in two different time zones (laughs) yeah uh, (laughs) it's a thing (laughs) and so it is definitely a thing and um but we do it because it's a lot of fun and I get to hang out with my best friend every like every week so yes it's really we love it we do and this is stuff that we would be doing anyways maybe obviously not in this exact context but this is something that we just do throughout our day we Um, do we talk about all kinds of stuff through our day and generally tvs and movies for whatever it's I think it's because we can can connect to it 
Like, because we live so far away, but we can watch the same things and then connect over it. And so that's what we want to bring to you guys is that connection of, you know, a lot of us have seen most of this and that connects all of us, which sounds really silly, but it's true. And um, yeah. So, and I think right now is is very important is because I know a lot of people feel disconnected right now absolutely. with everything going on. And this is just an, a nice way to feel connected with one another. And so if you guys have any suggestions, movies, TV shows, uh, things like that, definitely hit us up on the Gmail um, at the caffeinated besties at gmail.com. Excellent. And then, of course, yeah. you can always DM in Instagram. You can put a message on Facebook. We're around. We're connected. Um, and then we'll be putting links over in the episode description, links to like Patreon Mm -hmm. and stuff. And we just want to thank everybody again for listening and tune in next week because next week is Christmas week. And of course, with Christmas week, we have to talk about probably, I would say the longest, like the old, one of the oldest Christmas stories out there. Yes. It's not the oldest, but I think it's one of the oldest. And so we will be talking about, um, well, it's the Christmas Carol, but we're going to be doing the Muppet Christmas Carol because I feel like yes. it's the best adaptation out there. So um, definitely, it never gets old. That movie is so good, and so, it's so good. I'm so excited for next week too. We're going to talk about it, and um, so make sure you like this, you subscribe, you leave a review. All of that also helps us as well, and that doesn't cost you anything. So, no, um, all of that would be greatly appreciated and helpful. And yep. I think that kind of legitimately wrap us up now so yep we yeah so we, what can i say <laughs> so yes and we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we hope you guys have a great rest of your day or night absolutely enjoy yeah. thanks everyone right. bye thank you bye